Hello, and thank you so much for joining us once again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast, week five of 2022. How are you? How are you in week five of 2022? Uh, I'm doing okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's a wild, wacky world out there, isn't it? Uh, I don't have a lot of fun news for you guys lately. I've been burrowing my head in the sand, the little sand pit that I've made around myself. Uh, it's nice. It's very nice. I got lost in a game called Dismantled, spelled D-Y-S, Dismantled. Uh, it's a game where you start off, you, you can destroy everything in the game. Like, literally, if there's something on screen, you can destroy it. And then you can take its parts down to base parts and build things so that you can destroy other bigger things. That's the basic game loop. Got totally lost in it for days. Uh, the reviews I read says, like, oh, it's like 20, it's like 30 hours. Fucking 50 hours in, I still haven't seen everything. Just played the absolute shit out of it. Very enjoyable. And then, like they were Girl Scout Thin Mint Cookies, you know... I've just been downing episode after episode of a show called Search Party, and I don't recommend it. Okay? Let's just be real clear about it. As of, as, as of this recording, I have now seen every episode of Search Party that's out. A new season's about to come out. I wouldn't recommend it. For years, I've been avoiding watching this fucking show because every review was like, it's very good, but you can't describe it. I'm like, of course you can. You can describe any story. Have you ever seen The Fucking Fountain? You can describe any story. Don't tell me you can't describe it. And then the answer is, of course it's easy to describe what Search Party's about, but it's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's like every episode goes out of its way to be as nonsensical and absurd as possible, and then the, and just, the stakes just keep piling up episode after episode, season after season. And I'm through them all. So that's uh, that's largely what I've been doing with my free time. I've been uh, cooking. Uh, I got through a lot of ham. Uh, I have discovered that lime juice is the most tasty thing in the world to my tongue these days. Never used to taste that good. Lime juice from a fresh lime these days, it tastes like it tastes like a marshmallow. It almost tastes like a Lucky Charm marshmallow. So. So sweet. And so I've been using lime juice to sweeten stuff lately. Oh, it's hard to get sick of it. So there's a little lemon juice or lime juice in almost everything I'm making these days. And I think that catches you up. You know, a funny thing about this is I am 0% intoxicated as of recording uh, this intro before we get to the main piece. I am sure that I sound higher than I normally would, right? Because if you smoke THC all the time, especially before you record, you get down, right? It inhibits you a little bit. But I don't have that right now. This is me coming off exercise. This is me coming off a week of no booze. This is me coming off of, you know, working out and stretching. And I think I sound like a goddamn maniac. How about you? No, you don't. You're sure? Oh, well then, baby, maybe I should try and seduce you, since that's kind of the idea of this podcast. <laughs> Up next, we have a piece that I'm very proud of. 
It's a little bit interesting, a little bit experimental, just like last week. It's sexy for ways that I think a lot of guys don't understand are sexy, which makes me sexier, which makes me feel sexy, which is very, very attractive. I'm sure you understand the name of this piece after I've said it so many times in a row. It's permission, and you have my permission to enjoy right now. <laughs> well, I'm having a pretty good time myself. Mm-hmm, I am. Uh-huh, I sure fucking am. Oh, gosh, you're just so cute. Mmm, the way that you tilt your head back, the way you show your neck to me. You really are. You're adorable. I could just eat you right up. Oh, there would be nothing left over. I would open real wide, and you'd crawl inside, and no one would ever find out about you again. You would be like the opposite of Gabby Petito. Too soon? Oh, well. I mean, you did tell other people that you'd be on a date with me and everything else, right? Well, it's good. That way, if you go missing, everybody will know that I'm the cause. Oh, you like being talked to like this. I mean, true crime. What do you think I mean? I mean, you like me fucking flirting with you. You like me being a little bit sarcastic. I like that, because I am. <laughs> I'm not just putting on sarcastic airs or a sardonic persona for you. I, uh, I really am this way. So, talking a little bit sarcastic, getting in there, a little bit of a knife fight verbally, it does it for me. <laughs> yes, yes, as a matter of fact, I can read your signals. I see what you're putting out there. You're saying come get me. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Excuse me. Uh-uh, uh-uh, you asked me. You asked me what I thought you were sending out there. And I read... And I register, you're saying, come and get me, big guy. Am I wrong? Is there a miscommunication here? Have I picked up the wrong signal? Because that's okay. Why are you blushing? Oh, goodness, look at you. You can't even handle it since we brought it up. You're like all of those gals who talk about the WAP but can't say pussy at the end of it. <laughs> hey, you're the one who wanted to broach new subjects. I think pussy is a brand new one for us. Pussy, 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 pussy. Oh, is that not the way that I'm supposed to be assertive? Okay, well, I guess I have to learn then. <laughs> well? Well? Well, hold on. Now let me defend myself here. Just because I know that you're sending out a signal that says, come get me, doesn't mean I'm going to come get you. Uh-uh. Oh, I want to. 
I very much want to. That's not what this is about. Well, what it's about is I need more than a signal. Mm -hmm. I need a little bit more of an invitation. No, it doesn't have to be anything like that. There's no to-do. There's no protocol. I just like to hear some very specific things. Some very specific things. Oh, well, I, I like to hear please. And won't you? And come here. I like it when a woman who's very, very shy, or at least doesn't want to make the first move, I like it when she tells me or physically shows me that it's time. She can put her hands on my wrists and pull them to her. She can sit on my lap. She could look deep into my eyes and just say something very simple, but with a different tone of voice or different glance. She can't just look at me going, come get me, come get me, come get me. I'll never do it. Uh-uh. I am patient. I'm an ice fisher, baby. Uh-huh. And I will wait until the perfect cue to send my rod down that hole. See? Can't even keep a straight face with that one. I've not even gotten started yet. I really do like you, and I do want you. And if you're having trouble giving me one of those things that I like, well, are you maybe up to just being a little bit more still than normal? Just kind of sitting there on the couch? Oh, no, you can be fully animated. It's just if you want me to take over from here, and this is not exactly how I do it, well, maybe I can show you something. Yeah. Maybe I can show you something simple. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can show you a way that I like to do it without you having to do too much effort. What do you say? Well, we are just getting to know one another, but this is a pretty good way to get to know somebody, I found. Oh, my. Well, all you have to do is sit there and nod or shake your head, and I'll ask yes or no questions. What do you say? Oh, good. I do like that you gave a little nod, and it was so cute and friendly right away. May I touch your knee? Your knee? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think you might just disagree with whatever you're thinking behind those perplexed eyes and that furrowed brow. You see, putting a hand on a knee is very, very sexy to me. Mm-hmm. I think so. The way the warmth of my palm circles around your bony little flesh. 
the way my finger comes underneath to scrape. Little lines of heat replaced by little shocks of cold. Uh-huh. And imagine if we were in public or in the past sometime, and here I was, gently fingering that fold beneath your knee where your flesh meets. Boy, that feels a little bit suggestive, doesn't it? I said, that feels a little bit suggestive. Now, doesn't it? Mm. Do you see how easy it is? All you have to do is give me every part of you. That's it. Nice and full and easy and good. Oh, am I? Am I talking just a little bit deeper and closer now? Well, I'm getting very turned on. And if you weren't such a still thing, I'd be asking you to start doing things to me. Oh, well, you're the one who needs to be shy. So, may I start moving my hand up? Hmm. Oh, sliding my hand up and down your thighs is a lot of fun. Moving my fingers in slow rhythmic motions like a spider. In and out of that nexus. Wrapping my fingers around your knee to pull your leg that's towards me. Even more so. And push the other leg away. All the while exposing more and more of your flesh that I run and touch. Run and touch. Move my fingers over. Look at that. And look at you. By goodness, by golly. Oh, even though I'm using such silly words, you're still entranced. Scraping up and down the skin, going a little bit higher. Ooh, I bet that pussy of yours is just about dying. I can feel the shock from here. Oh, yes, I can, my sweet, beautiful woman. I can feel the shock and heat of your pussy from all the way down here. So just imagine how much I can feel it all the way up here. Oh, my goodness. Hmm. Ah, somebody's wearing some very cute panties. Ah, ah. You made me go through all this trouble to take over and take you. So, that's exactly what's going to happen, if you let me. But if you don't, you get nothing. You don't get to suddenly be brave here. You don't get to start driving at this point. Let me take you all the way home.
Well, what are you saying? Come on. Won't you please give me permission to pull these off? I want to play. I want to play with you. I want to see what I've done to your pussy. You denied it. <laughs> well, you didn't accept it immediately. That's close enough. I want to pull your panties off. Will you please let me? <laughs> oh. You guess right. You guess goddamn fucking right. Oh, and your legs already spread, and that pussy already wet. Look at that. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. My left hand in your hair to hold your head back while my right thumb swims around your clit. It's been a long time since you've been fingered by a man, hasn't it? Hasn't it? Uh-huh. Do you give me permission to go inside this pussy? Can I go inside this pussy? Mm-hmm. 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 I want you to feel it, baby. I want you to feel it. And finger inside you. Look at you moan. Look at you twist. Look at you grip it. Oh, I knew I was going to get this finger inside you, too. I did. I did. I made sure to trim and manicure and wash the whole thing. Make sure it was really ready. Mmm. <laughs> Mm. Mm. Rolling it around in little circles inside you, watching you go wild. Watching you use your hips to try and match it. I know what I'm doing to you. I'm making you come. I'm making you lose your fucking mind. If I can do this just looking at your face, playing with your hair, and sticking a finger inside you, just imagine... What I'll really be able to do to you once I open you all the way up. Once we get over all these little pretenses and shynesses of you. Mm-hmm. In, in, in. Take it. Take it. Take it. You love it, don't you? You love that pussy opening up, don't you? You love it being spread, don't you? You love feeling it fucking old, don't you? Yes, you do. Yes, you fucking do. Mm -hmm. It's okay to treat you like you're a little bit small when I'm fucking you with my hand. It's okay to make you feel this way. Can I make you come? Can I make you come? Will you come for me? Will you come for me? Do I have to push the second finger in? Do I have to concentrate so much better on your clit? Pressing down on one side and then the other. Swirling around and making sure not to treat it like a button at all. Just a sweet little nub that I rub up against in every single way. Come on, baby. Don't you fucking hold back from me. You heard me. Don't you fucking hold back on me. Everything I've been asked to do and everything I've done, you give it 
to me. You hear me? Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to daddy right there. Yes, you can. Yes, you fucking can right fucking there. Give it to daddy right there. Right there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, the way that I'm pressing down on that fucking clit with my thumb. You're so fucking wet. You're so fucking wet for me. Come on there. There, rolling my fingers around in circles inside you and opening you all the way up. You're such a fucking good girl for me, aren't you? Aren't you? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. There, there, there. Oh, good girl. Very, very, very good girl just for me. Mm, that must be so embarrassing. But can I have permission to fuck your pussy some more with my fingers? Can I? I'm going to start up again, so you're going to have to tell me no if you don't want it. I know, I know, it's so sensitive, you're so sensitive, but guess what? This turns me on. It really does. Think about it. Me being here with you in close quarters, my fingers up inside you, tickling you. Mm. Giving you more than you've had with so many other experiences. And here I am doing it off the goddamn bat. This turns me on. I'll remember your face and your eyes and how wet they were, how sunken your cheeks were because you were drawing in breath far too quickly. You need to understand it. I love it. What I do to you, what I make you feel, I enjoy it more than I can express. Come on, baby. Hammering away at that goddamn pussy of yours with two fingers now. You're so open for me. Mmm, and even though these fingers are so goddamn thick, they get inside you good, don't they? Don't they, baby? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Come on now. Come on. Don't you stop. Don't you stop. Don't you stop. Do it for me. Do it for me while I look at you this close to your fucking face. You want to be kissed? You want to be stroked? You want to be tongued? You want to be held? You can have it all. But you need to come for me while I stare directly at your face, you shy little beautiful thing. You shy, gorgeous creature. You need to do it and do it for me. Just look. Because you coming for me? Because you coming for me? Because you coming for me? Is what matters to me. I know, I know. But when I fuck you, when I get you in a trance like this, when I push you, I need it all. I love it to make it happen. I love to feel it, the power, as it swells fucking through me. Don't you stop. Don't you stop. Feel these fingers inside you. Feel these fucking fingers inside you. Feel that clit sing. We made it numb. We bring it back to life. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Yes, you can. Just relax. Just relax and feel it. It's right there. I give you permission to come again. You'll love it. Focus on you, how I make you feel. There, 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 there. Yes, 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 yes. Right there, right there, right there. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Good, good. Yes, yes, yes.
Yes. Aha. Mm. <laughs> you did so good. Mm. That was pretty aggressive of me, and you did so well. Ah, oh. well, let's face it. From the moment I saw those panties, we both knew that you wanted this, or at least this, if not much more. But it was real fun finding that out. Hmm. I knew you wanted to fuck me from the moment you saw me. And I knew that you really wanted to fuck me about ten minutes in. No story, just chatting, and everything was going fine. But I wanted to wait, to move on you. It's not that I haven't grabbed a woman by the shoulders and pushed her up against a wall right outside of a bar before. And I know that you are giving me signals. But the thing is, even though I knew it was there, I liked to ask. And I liked it for two reasons. The first is that it's always nice to know that the way in is free and clear. But secondly, and much more importantly, every single time I asked you for permission, you had to catch your breath before you said yes. And making you feel that embarrassed and that small before I've even touched you? Do you have any idea how tight your pussy's gonna be when I'm inside you? Do you have any fucking clue how tight you're gonna be when I make you squirm like that while I fuck you? No? Well, you're going to. And here's hoping you enjoyed that piece. And if not, take it up with my boss, who's God. Yeah, let's see you try and bad talk me to that manager. You've got questions, I've got answers. Up next, or up first, it's Data with a question. Howdy, Jack. Hello. I'm here with another personal question. Okay. Because I have no friends and asking strangers on the internet is just how I get my information. <laughs> I've been in a long-distance relationship and finally got to meet. Hey! And in that meetup, we were intimate enough times that I ended up dislocating his hip. <laughs> I guess that is a brag. Yeah, it's not but a bad now one. I've seen to be going through withdrawals. Oh, no. Of just missing him and what we can do together. Even though it was kind of wonky. But my question is, how have you or any of the girls in this lovely group gone through the same thing and how did you get through it? Because I'm finding it hard to either be too clingy or not be around as much. I, I don't know what I'm doing. Please. 
Please send help. Oh, Data, you poor thing. Well, <clears throat> tis better to have loved and lost than never to have longed for love. Um, boy, I gotta tell you, unfortunately, my exes have properly described me as something of a cold fish on this one. I... I just don't need intimacy of any sort, uh, any, any kind of way that you would describe it that this podcast might invite in the same way that others do. And I'm quite good with just getting the occasional bit of information from somebody that I'm very, very close to. These things are very comfortable for me and always have been. So in that, in that regard, I am not the right guy to ask. Let me try and give you a better answer than that, though. If you were somebody I knew really well, and you were having this kind of, of issue, well, first off, I would say it's valid. And then the second thing I would say is, when we're with somebody that has a chemical reaction on both parties, and that chemical reaction is quite strong, and it is binding, and it is meaningful. <clears throat> I, I'm sorry. I feel like like one, I feel like one of the one of the lesser Fast and Furious villains, which is really saying something. But <laughs> it's just a monologue. Charlize Theron gives. I would just tell you to keep going, that you enjoyed what happened, that you get to look forward to what happens again, you get to experience it again in a way that people who have not been long distance will never understand, and that's what you should look forward to. I just want to say that, of course, everything you're feeling is real, and of course there's an actual kind of sense of withdrawal, and of course that's natural, but just get through it to get back to the times that are going to be good. And also, sorry to any woman who's ever been interested in me. Jack, I have one question for you tonight. Okay, hold on. We've got a question from Candy Kiss. And that is, has there been something that somebody has done for you uh -oh. that was so kind? Uh-oh. Romantic or not romantic, it okay. doesn't matter. Okay. But it's just really stuck with you? So kind, it stuck with me. A lot of people have been very, very good to me and very generous. Uh, I don't talk about it a lot, but... I I was homeless, and I was living out of my car, and it was a miserable experience. And just about any time somebody treated me with kindness back then, it was pretty great. Pretty great. Um, I've been down on my luck a couple of times um, in my life, and I've, I'm very proud, and I don't like to reach out or anything along those lines. So anytime somebody has read into that and has done something as little as bought me lunch or encouraged me, that stuck with me. I don't want to be too specific. Has anybody ever done something pretty grand or pretty generous for me? The answer is yes, but I usually don't let people. That's the honest answer. Thank you so much, Candy. Hi there, Jack. Here again with some questions. Okay. Uh, first of all, some questions from Mad Monster. Okay. What inspired the song that plays in the intro and outro? Uh, <laughs> uh, the inability to pay for music and looking things up one night when trying to put together a podcast 
uh, and very much liking the uh, the instrumentals. Have you heard the new single that Muse released called Won't Stand Down? And if you have, what did you think about it? Boy, I have not sat down and listened to a new Muse album in a long time. Love Muse. Uh, mostly listen to the first four albums, though, at this point. Uh, my, my, my time with Muse ever since they got to the resistance has been a little bit flawed. Whenever, whenever a millionaire, like, especially like a multi-millionaire is all like, we're part of the resistance. I'm like, yeah, but you're definitely not on the front lines or the mid lines or the back lines. (laughs) And I've got some anonymous questions. Okay. We love them. What's the best slash worst practical joke that you've played on someone or that's been played on you? Ooh, this one's mean. I had a girlfriend. She hadn't seen a lot of scary movies because she grew up all sheltered, but she wanted to watch them with me. And she took me on a date to see The Others with Nicole Kidman. It's a long time ago. And she thought that was a scary movie because it was kind of billed as a scary movie, but it's really not. It's it's not a horror movie in any way, shape, or form. So she was feeling kind of brave. And, you know, like she got through it without screaming or... She was really afraid she was going to... She had very long nails. She was afraid she was going to, like, make me bleed by grabbing onto me too tight with her hands during the others. And when that didn't happen, she got a little full of herself. So we went and saw The Ring in the theater. <clears throat> And she was so fucked up. This is an intelligent, competent woman. And she was so fucked up after the ring. She's all like, I can't go to sleep. I can't go to sleep. You have to take me out. And we had to go out to a Denny's and we had to sit where it was. She, she would never demand like another table or anything. But they tried to take us into a booth at like 2 a.m. And she's like, no, no, it's too dark. We have to be in the we have to be in the center. We have to be at a table. So we were at a table for like six fucking people, just the two of us. She was never anything like that. She was she, you you could drop hot broth on her at a restaurant. She'd be like, oh, it's okay. You don't have to make another. Oh, it, it it'll taste better in my soup. It, it'll, the soup will taste better coming co- coming out of my dress as I slurp it. <laughs> she's one of those, right? So that's why I feel pretty bad about it. So she was terrified of the fucking ring. So what I did. And I regret this. It's the last big, big prank I ever pulled on a romantic partner. I took grease. I put it on my fingers. I drew a circle of grease on the TV's <laughs> so that it would catch, so that it would catch the light. Like you know, if you were look, you would see some in some refractions. You would see a glowing ring on the circle, should or a glowing circle on the TV, should you look at certain angles. Uh, <laughs> and then I, and then I had a little speaker. This is before Bluetooth or anything. I hit a little speaker behind the TV, so it was playing the ring noises. <laughs> she slept on the couch for two nights, and then she made me sleep on the couch for another two. <laughs> I haven't thought about that in so long. Is there a mythical creature you wished actually existed? Oh, tons. Uh, Do you understand how awesome it would be to be a werewolf? Most people don't. I totally take the werewolf side in the underworld fight. Sorry, Allie. 
I don't want to be undead. I guess werewolves sometimes are technically undead, but that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. It seems like you're pretty alive. Uh, being a werewolf would be awesome. Besides that, fairly routinely, like once every other year at least, somebody would be like, look at all this new animal we just photographed. And at least one out of five I want to eat. Like at least 20%, I'm like, that looks delicious. Like this is a, a brand new animal. People are finding them on the seafloor or some jungle or some island, some archipelago somewhere. And the first thing I think when I see them is nom, 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 nom. Really? Uh, so I wish a lot of fantasy creatures existed that you could eat. Have you ever had frog's legs or escargot? They're actually really good. So imagine if there were like giant meter tall snails that we could domesticate and you could have like escargot flanks. Oh my God. How delicious would that be? So like giant snails, that'd be pretty good. You got to understand if you've, if you've had a ham with the bone in and you've had a ham with the bone out, the ham with the bone in is better. Why am I saying this? Horse brains are already kind of a delicacy. Unicorn brains, even better. What's the worst or most awkward date you've ever been on? What happened? <laughs> um, <clears throat> asked a gal out that day. She said, come back after my shift. She was mid-shift. She worked at the mall. She, had, she, was, she was in one of the outlet stores. So there, there was a store uh, that you could just go in and out from the mall itself. Uh, went to pick her up after uh, the events of that day. Uh, she said, uh, you know, just just get in my truck. Come on, I'll take us and go get us some coffee. I say, okay, because she's a cute gal who wants to go out with me as soon as I ask her out. Uh, very excited about that. We literally get to the coffee place that she's been talking up and bragging about, how she's such a regular and how everybody loves her there. And there's nobody in the parking lot. And there's a little door. There's a little, there's a little note on the door that says, you know, effectively, we've been closed for months. So she, she, she's a little embarrassed and I don't know what to make of this. So I'm like, that's okay. That's all right. Just, uh, just, you know, let's just, you know, get coffee. Let's just go to a Starbucks or whatever. So we go to a Starbucks, we sit down. And as soon as we sit down, her cell phone fucking rings and she becomes distraught. And it's clear that she's talking to her mom. Her mom. She's an adult woman working, going out. Her mom. And her mom is all like, you got to get home right now and all that. And I'm like, that's fine. That's, that's fine. And she's so distraught. She's on the verge of tears. When she hugs me, she won't let go. She one of these. Um, but she's like, you have to get home right now. Right now. You live under my roof. I'm not allowing you to date some strange man. I'm at home right now. Right now. Uh, I know this sounds like something that happens in like a Bronte novel, but it happened to me. And so she's, you know, we hug in the parking lot of Starbucks and all that. And she, she gets going. And then I have to walk at night back to the fucking mall. Cause there's no buses. This is before Uber or anything. So I have to walk miles back replaying in my head. Okay. But that is two super awkward things. And I don't know if I should go on another date with her. I did. I had very low self-esteem. If you could change the ending of any famous movie, oh. which movie would it be? What would your new ending be? Gosh, that's a hard one. You don't, I don't really want to change the ending of movies that I like. 
if you if you've ever seen the movie Fight Club, if not, I'm going to spoil the ending of Fight Club. If you've never se- if you've ever seen the movie Fight Club, it ends with a bunch of buildings being blown up. The book begins and ends with like a guy saying "I love you" to a woman, and like police with sniper rifles out of helicopters being all like, "Aww." And both endings are actually pretty good to the story. Um, so I'm trying to think like a Fight Club situation where it's like there's two very different endings and they both could be good. Uh, Bilbo dying at the end of The Hobbit would be nice because then we would have five less of those fucking movies. Is that acceptable as an answer? You probably get all mad at that one. Harry Potter dying at the end of the first fucking movie. Getting his ass eat by a backwards mouth on the back of your head wizard. Ooh, oh, you've, ooh, you've, you've got something on the back of your, of the back of your, said Harry. Um, <laughs> now everyone's mad at me. Jeez, like a really, what's like a good movie? Like, good movies are good because of their ending. You, you can't change the end of Casablanca. You can't change the end of Gone with the Wind can't change the end of like even like a million dollar baby like you just you got to let that shit ride uh fuck but like even something like no country for old men which has an ending that's just kind of kind of esoteric and personal even then i don't want to like change it uh fuck i'm really thinking about this one i'm really trying guys Is there a movie I loved, but I would change? <clears throat> the best I've got, there's a movie that I thought could have been great. I hate war movies. I'm not a fan. But I kind of got sucked into this movie called Enemy at the Gate, which is a sniper duel more than it is a war movie. It's both. But it's more about the snipers. But it gets it gets mired in just a bunch of bullshit about like threesome love triangles and you killed my son or something like that. And it's just all boring as fuck. Man, if you took all that out and you just like, I really want a sniper movie. I really do. I want two men sniping at each other, whole movie. I know that sounds boring. It would be for 99.9% of people. That's okay. Me and the other guy sitting there trying to pretend that Fast and Furious 27 wasn't drowning us out from the next theater over, we would love it. And finally, what's something you think everyone should try at least once? Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Allie. Oh, God, what's the Woody Allen line back from when he was... Before he was a pariah, sex and death, you only get to do both once. Uh, oh, that's the heat kicking on. I thought I'd turn that off. I'm sorry. I guess I guess it'll be okay since we're, we're finishing up here. My bad. Um, gosh. Gosh, gosh, gosh. What is something that everyone should try at least once? I am a big, big, big believer in that doing nothing 
helps develop a relationship with yourself. That when you're doing nothing with somebody else, that's wonderful, and that you've achieved a level of comfort and understanding. And we can acknowledge that with somebody else because we're constantly getting that feedback. It's much harder with ourselves. I think it was Grover Cleveland that said, the world would have many less heartaches if everyone would learn to sit quietly in a room with themselves for five minutes. That's probably not exactly right. It's probably not fucking Cleveland now that I'm thinking about it. But I do think that the overall sentiment <laughs> of the guy that I misquoted, who's probably not the guy I quoted at all, I do think the general sentiment of my bullshit that I just spewed, pretending it was somebody else's, uh, is correct, obviously. Uh, but sincerely, I, I legitimately deep down believe that the ability to have that relationship with yourself when stressed, anxious, in discomfort slash pain, it is crucial. It is human. It is innate. And our ancestors had, had to have it. And had to have it until fairly recently, until civilization at least. Probably after, for a bit. You have to have this sense of, I'm in this. This is me. And I, 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 simp I simply believe that... It, it's one of the most valuable things you can have, and the more that you develop that kind of sense, that sense of self, when there is a lot of external stimuli, when there is boredom, when there's nothing, when there's nothing, and then there's also something annoying. Both. When you're bored, there's nothing to focus on, there's nothing to concentrate on, there's nothing to think about, and you have a suspicion, or a doubt, or a pain. When you can really focus yourself thinking like that, that's the best way to think. Okay, guys, thank you so much for all of the questions. Uh, keep them going. Send them in. Anonymous, uh, named, voice, or whatever. Uh, thank you so much. It really does mean a lot. Uh, that is it for the week. Everything's going pretty good. I don't even know what to make of it. I got done with all of my V-Day... Uh, I got done with all of my V-Day stuff. Before V-Day, uh, all the commissions and everything, I sent them all out uh, on time and everything by the time you're hearing this. So that feels amazing. That's pretty new, getting done with things days and days and days ahead of time. Uh, is, there anything, is there anything else I want to say about me on the way? I don't think so. That's it. Come back next week. Tell a friend. Uh, retweet it. Uh, come out for live shows, 10 Eastern, you know, all the good stuff, really. It means, it means so much to me, to Allie, to all of us, uh, ladies of the night and all of the supporters. Thank you so much. See you here next week. Come on out. Goodbye. Oh, I haven't done one of these in a while. And you can't, you probably can't even hear it, so it'll work. Okay, goodbye.